The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to C. diff spores and more with your hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandrabali Ghosh. We're here to discuss C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and other related healthcare topics. Now, here are your hosts Nancy Kerala with Dr. Chandrabali Ghosh. Welcome to C. diff spores and more. We would like to take this time to thank our sponsor, C. diff Foundation, for making this show possible and welcome our listeners. I'm your host. Nancy Kerala, Dr. Chandra Bali Ghosh could not be here today due to previous engagements. So let's jump in and discuss C. diff prevention with our three guests from Sanofi Pasteur. Sanofi Pasteur is one of our leading vaccine manufacturers in the world and is currently conducting a phase three clinical trial called C-Defense in more than 20 countries across five continents to evaluate the safety immunogenicity, and efficacy of an investigational vaccine for the prevention of primary symptomatic Clostridium difficile infection. Today's guests are Sanofi Pasteur's Dr. Christian Felter, MD, Associate VP, Global Medical Expert for Nosocomial Vaccines for Sanofi Pasteur based in Lyon, France. His focus is on their investigative Clostridium difficile vaccine. Dr. Patricia Petrobon, Ph.D., Associate Vice President, Research and Development, Sanofi Pasteur has over 25 years of experience in the vaccine and diagnostic industries. And Patricia has more than 20 years in leadership roles focusing on research and development of new vaccines. And Dr. Guy DeBrain, M.D., Medical Director of Clinical Development at Sanofi Pasteur, overseeing a large Phase three vaccine trial for the prevention of Clostridium difficile, infection in more than 20 countries on five continents around the world that started in the U.S. in 2013. It is a pleasure to introduce our first guest, Dr. Christian Felter. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Dr. Felter. Welcome so much to the Seed of Spores and More show. Thank you for we, the invitation. I'm very proud to be here. Oh, thank you. Yes, we're very happy to have you here, too. And Dr. Felter, um, we would like um, for you to, and we, we would like to ask you, and if you would sh- mind sharing with us, who is most at risk for developing a C. diff infection? Certainly. Um, well, C. difficile uh, takes all comers, uh, unfortunately. However, those that are most at risk are generally those who are least able to handle it, the infection rate goes up rather significantly as people get older and as people get uh, other what we would call comorbidities, so other other healthcare problems that weaken their systems and the like. So unfortunately, and uh, somewhat ironically, those that are most ill are actually at most risk. However, it's also very much associated with antibiotic use, which tends to go along with that as well, because as I've heard you discuss in, in other programs, as you know, the antibiotics 
lead to a disruption of the good bacteria that live in our gut, which then puts us at risk for acquiring the organism. And that organism can be acquired in many different ways. Uh, sadly, again, based on what I was talking about previously, those who spend time in and around hospitals are most likely to be uh, exposed to the spores, which are the infectious part of this particular bacteria, which then, as I said, comes together as a constellation to put those, those amongst us who actually can least handle this infection at the most risk. Uh, but it can affect anybody who uh, is unfortunate enough to come in contact with the passage. Well, thank you so much for that full explanation. We really appreciate that, Dr. Felter. Mm-hmm. And how common is a C. difficile infection in this population? Well, you know, as I said, it, it can it can affect anybody in in across the across the full population. And in fact, uh, a study that just came out in the journal from the CDC was telling us about how common it really is. So, a, around half a million uh, Americans are suffering from this infection on a yearly basis. And when you break that down, that ends up being about 150 or so people uh, infected every 100,000 people that are out there. But those numbers are somewhat skewed over different age ranges. As I said, as we get older and unfortunately more infirm, our risk goes up. And in fact, when you look at where the bulk of the infection lies, with, with his, which is with the population that is 65 years of age and older, their risk is actually six times that of the general population, and they actually account for about half of all the infections. So there's a lot of them out there. Oh, my goodness. So the seniors are really high at risk. They certainly are. And unfortunately, as I said before, there's that, there's that sad correlation that those who are least, least able to fight it off are the ones most at risk and are the ones that we need to protect the most. Right. So, Dr. Felter, would a vaccine control the spread of a C. difficile infection? Well, it would certainly help in that, in that manner, because one thing that we would be looking at any vaccine to do, and I know that my colleagues are going to speak a great deal more about this particular vaccine program, but what we would be looking for is, of course, the individual protection, so the person who was vaccinated to be protected against the illness. However, the way the organism itself spreads, it spreads through what's called the fecal oral route. So somebody gets the infection, they have the symptoms of C. difficile, which are usually a very severe diarrheal illness, along with many other uh, other complications that, uh, uh, that uh, I've heard you discuss on the program before, but such as cramping, fevers, just an absolutely horrendous course. But that leads to a diarrhea, which then spreads the spores around uh, from that point. So uh, what we would be hoping from a vaccine that prevents symptomatic disease, which would stop that process, so we would have people that may come into contact with this organism. And in fact, there's about 3% of the general population that walk around with this bacteria in our, in our intestines at any given time, and it's doing us no harm. But the hope is at that point, if we're able to stop them from being infected uh, and then having the diarrheal illness, we could hopefully slow down and maybe even break the transmission chain. So that is the real hope. Right, exactly. And that that's really a big hope, and that's what we hope that the vaccine will be able to accomplish. Um, Dr. Felter, how long has C. diff infections, how long have they been diagnosed it's not something new, is it? It actually is not, Nancy. This is an organism that's been around for quite a while. In fact, it was first identified back in 1935, although back then it was called Bacillus difficile. 
And the reason it was called that bacillus is the uh, microbiological term for rock shape, which is what it looks like under under a microscope. And it was called difficile for the what seems to be a very obvious reason. It was difficult to grow in culture, so that's the name it got. But it wasn't really thought of much at that time. Uh, it, it was just an interesting organism that they'd been able to isolate actually out of the uh, the uh, stools of, of newborns. It wasn't until actually 1978 that by that time it had been changed to Clostridium difficile, but it was actually definitively linked to a condition called pseudomembranous colitis. And this is one of the more uh, lethal complications of Clostridium difficile infection as we know it now. But back then in the late 1970s, they were able to identify that the toxins that the bacteria was known to produce were found in the stools of, of these patients that were suffering from the terrible disease, pseudomembranous colitis, which is, of course, still around. A lot has been going on uh, since then, and this bug has been around ever, you know, this entire time, actually, uh, linked to, to increasing antibiotic use over the time. But I think what's really brought it to people's attention was a series of rather spectacular outbreaks back in 2003 that sort of happened simultaneously in Canada and the U.K., this led to thousands of cases and even more so to several hundred deaths, which really brought it on to the, to the international stage at this time. Uh, these cases were likely caused by some of the new, what are so-called hypervirulent strains that are emerged in the last decade. So what we can say is that the bacteria itself is not old. It's been around with us for a very long time and has been sort of taking advantage of our ongoing advances in medical care. Uh, to come through, but it's been these outbreaks of these new, what they're called hypervirulent strains in the last couple of years, basically the last decade or so, that have really brought it to people's attention. And now that people have been searching, they've been finding it a great deal more often and are actually linking a lot of cases that in previous times they wouldn't have thought of clostridium difficile and probably, sadly, would not have even treated it. But now it's coming to people's attention because of these things, and it's come to, to our attention, and uh, I know that my colleagues are going to talk a little bit about a program we hope will, will really make a difference to that going forward. Exactly. And thank you so much for that, Dr. Pelter, for the thorough explanation on, on the vaccine itself and, and for the information of the, um, of the population and who's diagnosed. Um, mm-hmm. Dr. Pelter, before we go on to break in three minutes, um, do you have any other comments that you'd like to make at this time regarding the C. difficile and the vaccine itself? Well, as I said, I'll let my colleagues talk a bit about the vaccine, but I, I, I want to talk about something that you, I know, are very passionate about with regard to C. difficile infection, and it is the fact that this is something that we really need to be increasing awareness. So through shows like yourself and other programs like it, we need to really be seeing this because all the data that's been coming out over the last decade, as I've been telling you about, is that the more people search for it, the more they find it. And the only thing that scares me personally more than a group of people that are getting infected with this, this uh, pathogen are a group of people that are being infected and nobody knows about it, and hence the right treatment can't be applied. So I, I, I urge any of the listeners out there to to really look up more about this disease. There's a lot of great information that's available online. I know through the CDF Foundation as well to find out about this and really make sure that people keep in mind what the risk factors are. Obviously, some of them we can't, uh, some of them we're not able to do anything about as we all get older and we all get ill sometimes. So there's not much we can do about that other than keep ourselves in the best health we can. 
but really making sure that we use our antibiotics appropriately for when we need them because there are sometimes side effects to those to the use of those, pseudococcal being one of the more serious ones. I'm not advocating, of course, at all that people shouldn't use these, these antibiotics when they absolutely need them. Believe me, I, I've been through those situations myself, as I'm sure we all have. But I really think that people need to start being aware of these things and other hospital-acquired infections because these... Okay, I think we lost Dr. Felter. Well, we will... We thank Dr. Felter for joining us today on C. diff spores and more and for sharing all the information and background of a C. difficile infection. We will return after this break and introduce Sanofi Pasteur's Dr. Patricia Petribon, Associate Vice President, Research and Development for Sanofi Pasteur's C. diff vaccine program. Thank you. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Join us November 9, 2015 for the Raising C. diff and Healthcare-Associated Infection Awareness Conference. This event will be chaired by Dr. Mark Wilcox, Professor of Medical Microbiology at the University of Leeds, UK, and hosted at the Doubletree Suites by Hilton Hotel in Boston, Cambridge. For more information about the event, Call us toll-free at 1-844-4C-DIFF or register starting on April 1st through the website cdifffoundation.org forward slash upcoming events. Call 1-844-4C-DIFF, 1-844-367-2343. We look forward to meeting you on November 9th. Transformational healing includes energy medicine as well as hands-on healing. Tune in every week to Transformational Healing with Dr. Bonnie Morrow. If you want to know more about the business and science of energy fields, chakras, and the medical and spiritual community, join our expert guests as we work together to bring you closer to your personal health vision. Transformational Healing is heard live every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. To help support the C. diff foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate, or call toll-free 1-844-4-C-DIFF. That's 1-844-367-2343. Join us in our fight against C. diff and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for C. diff infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising C. diff awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again are Nancy Karala and Dr. Chandrabali Ghosh. Welcome back to C. Diff Sports and More. I'm your host, Nancy Karala, 
and we welcome our listeners joining us today. It is our pleasure to introduce Dr. Patricia Petribon, Associate Vice President, Research and Development for Sanofi Pasteur's C. diff vaccine program. Dr. Petribon? Yes, hi Nancy, how are you? It's so nice to speak with you again. Oh, thank you, and so nice to speak with you too, and thank you for being available to be on the show today. Oh, it's our pleasure. And Dr. Petribone, um, we're so excited to learn more about the C. difficile vaccine, um, such as what is your vaccine made of, if you don't mind explaining it to us. Sure, sure. Uh, maybe before uh, starting that, I just want to, again, thank you and the Foundation for having us here um, <sighs> as head of the C. diff program for Sanofi Pasteur. I'm here actually representing a, a much larger team that is fully dedicated to the development of, of a vaccine against C. diff. Um, as Dr. Felter explained um, uh, very nicely, um, there is certainly an urgent uh, need for such a vaccine and a means to prevent disease, and so we're just very proud uh, to be a part of that in hopefully bringing forward a new vaccine um, that would help the public in terms of this, this disease. So to the, your specific question of what is the vaccine made of, um, the vaccine itself is composed of purified proteins known as toxins or inactivated toxoids that are derived from the organism itself. Um, the process is very much like what we have at Sanofi Pasteur employed for other toxoid vaccines. So the process is one that's tried and tested over the years. The vaccine also includes an adjuvant, again, a component that has been used and is used today in other uh, vaccines. It's a common component, and it has been licensed in many countries um, uh, for several years. Well, thank you so much for that explanation, Dr. Petribon. And in regards uh, to what you had said earlier, um, being a C. diff survivor and um, founder of the C. diff Foundation, uh, you can only imagine how much the survivors and those suffering from the infection are really looking forward to um, the, a C. diff uh, vaccination. And also we uh, applaud you and um, are really grateful for all of you, for what you're doing. It's through your dedication and your profession that gives us all hope. We appreciate that. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, Dr. Petrimone, how is the vaccine designed to work to prevent a C. diff infection? Sure. Um, so our vaccine um, targets um, toxins that are produced by uh, the C. diff bacteria. And our goal is actually to prevent the first occurrence or the first ep episode of C. diff disease. Um, the it's not the bacteria itself that causes the um, symptoms, but again, it's these toxins that are released by the bacteria into the intestines that actually then causes um, uh, the insult um, to the intestinal organs and the inflammation. So the vaccine then is designed to actually um, stimulate a person's own immune response and to do it in a fashion that is an active um, 
uh, action on the part of the immune response itself. As I mentioned, the toxins are what then cause the inflammation and the damage. So by an individual's immune response producing what are called antibodies against these toxins, um, this can stop those uh, effects uh, on the intestinal mucosa and, again, hopefully prevent the, the symptoms that are caused then um, by, by the C. difficile organism. Um, it's- and since, you know, um, the, the antibodies are produced against um, the toxin, um, we would expect that we would see a broad immune response, meaning that um, there are certainly many circulating strains of C. diff throughout the world, and Dr. Felter mentioned um, some of these hypervirulent strains that circulated in recent years. So it would be our um, anticipation, at least, that because we're targeting the toxins, that the antibodies then have the ability to then um, <clears throat> protect against um, the multiple strains that might be circulating worldwide. Very, very interesting. And it's, it's very good to know, and, and we appreciate learning on how your C. diff, the vaccine, um, works with the infection and the toxins A and B. Um, Dr. Petribone, we understand that several companies are presently working on C. diff vaccine candidate. What differentiates your approach and makes you so excited about this investigational product? Um, sure, Nancy. I, I'm happy to answer that. Um, and, and maybe I'll take first what makes us so excited about this um, product. Um, I guess it's rooted in in the vision and mission of Sanofi Pasteur, which is that no one suffers or dies from a vaccine-preventable disease. And C. diff is certainly a, uh, a disease and an infection that affects um, so many people that um, we're just very passionate about trying to find a solution uh, so as to prevent uh, people from having to suffer uh, more from, from this disease. Um, as I mentioned um, earlier, uh, the approach is really one that has been tried and tested. Um, um, I'm sure um, your listeners um, um, have, are aware of and have experienced themselves um, receiving a tetanus vaccine or a diphtheria vaccine. And the technology that we've used in the production of those vaccines is actually what we're applying uh, to the C. diff vaccine. We know those approaches um, have, have provided successful va- vaccines that have been successful for many, many years, over the past 40 years, and have been, uh, again, on the market and safely have, have helped people for, for several decades. Um, well, Dr. Petribone, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to interrupt you right there and just thank you for um, your joining us today. Uh, we're already at the 30-second mark before we take our next break. Sure. Um, we want to thank you for joining us on C. diff spores and more today and sharing the information of Sanofi Pasteur's C. diff prevention vaccine program. We will take this break and introduce Dr. Guy DeBrain. MD, Medical Director of Clinical Development at Sanofi Pasteur is overseeing a large phase three vaccine trial for the prevention of Clostridium difficile infection. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) 
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Biohacking for Health is working with your individual biology to gain access to and control over the systems within your body. It allows you to explore your biology and improve health and wellness. Each of us has unique genetic profiles and physiology that require individualized approaches. On Biohacking for Optimal Health, Dr. Daniel Stickler and his expert guests provide a roadmap to navigate the world of biohacking human potential. Tune in every Thursday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. To help support the C. diff foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate, or call toll-free 1-844-4-C-DIFF. That's 1-844-367-2343. Join us in our fight against C. diff and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for C. diff infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising C. diff awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. Join us November 9, 2015 for the Raising C. diff and Healthcare-Associated Infection Awareness Conference. This event will be chaired by Dr. Mark Wilcox, Professor of Medical Microbiology at the University of Leeds, UK, and hosted at the Doubletree Suites by Hilton Hotel in Boston, Cambridge. For more information about the event, call us toll-free at 1-844-4C-DIFF or register starting on April 1st through the website cdifffoundation.org forward slash upcoming events. Call 1-844-4C-DIFF, 1-844-367-2343. We look forward to meeting you on November 9th. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again are Nancy Karala and Dr. Chandra Bali Ghosh. Welcome back to C. diff, spores, and more. I'm your host, Nancy Karala, and welcome to our listeners joining us today. It's our pleasure to introduce Dr. Guy DeBrain, Director for Clinical Development at Sanofi Pasteur, overseeing a large phase 3 vaccine trial for the prevention of Clostridium difficile infection. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Dr. DeBrain. Thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate the chance. Wonderful. Um, is there anything that you'd like to open up with before I start asking away? Uh, no. Um, why don't we proceed with uh, what you want to know about the Sea Defense trial? Okay. Well, we're quite interested to know where is the Phase Three trials being conducted? Um, Nancy, as Christian mentioned a few moments ago, you know, the Sea Diff is a global problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, wherever you look for it. Uh, there are patients that have it. There are, are uh, health environments that, that have it. And the underlying factors that lead to C. diff infection, they're, they're present throughout the world. So it's a global problem, and we're tackling it as a global problem. We uh, started the trial here in the United States and uh, Canada, and it's since expanded to uh, over 20 countries in all. We're uh, we have uh, sites participating in countries in South America, Europe, Southeast Asia, 
uh, Australia, and, and there are more that will be joining the trial throughout the course of this year. Um, and it really gives us the opportunity to, to look at this, as I mentioned, in a global context, in a diverse population. It will give us a really good measure of, of how a vaccine is performing um, around the world. And also give us the opportunity to familiarize the regulatory agencies that we'll have to work with in the future uh, about the information of the, that we've generated today about our, our program. Um, and that'll help us when it comes time to uh, submitting our clinical trial information, our program information for, for licensure. Wonderful. And it's wonderful that you're, you've um, expanded and, and have so many different areas uh, in the clinical trials being conducted. Dr. Debrain, what did Sanofi Pasteur's preventative vaccine phase two data show? So our uh, phase two study, the H030012 uh, is, is the code name we use for it. Um, that information uh, study results were released last year. Um, we, that study evaluated the safety and the immunogenicity, so what kinds of immune responses the vaccine generated, also helped us to finalize the selection of, of uh, the components of the vaccine that, that have moved into the phase three arena. Uh, and we studied it in people that were at risk or likely to be at risk of C. diff uh, because they had an impending hospital stay. Um, what our results showed is that it was generally safe um, and induced immune responses in, in the population at risk, including older adults. So Christian mentioned just a moment ago that this is a particular problem for older adults. And so in uh, individuals with 65 years of age and older that participate in our phase two trial, the immune responses were very similar to younger adults. They gave us a lot of encouragement. The results overall um, were very supportive and, and led to us making the decision to move forward into this much larger uh, and organizationally a more challenging um, undertaking, which is doing a global phase three trial. Wonderful. And Dr. Debrain, where was the phase two study conducted? So the, the study I just described was conducted in the, in the United States. Okay. And how long will it take before you have results of the Phase 3 study? So we anticipate uh, somewhere in the range of four and a half years. Um, there are a number of factors that, that may lead to some uh, variation from that number, including, um, you know, actually what is the incidence of disease in the people that we enter into the trial, um, and obviously, we do need to follow people for the requisite amount of time to make sure we've, we have properly documented uh, the effects of the vaccine in terms of safety. And, and we have to um, observe for a long enough time to make sure that we've had time to identify cases of C. diff. Um, so, you know, all those things factored in, we, we anticipate about four and a half years or thereabouts. Uh, and we started the trial. Uh, in the second half of 2013. Okay, so we have a little bit ways to go yet. Yes. Yes. Um, Dr. Debrain, will you be able, will, will anyone be able to participate in the trial if they've already had a C. diff infection? So, uh, not in the C. defense trial per se. Um, we 
are conducting this trial to evaluate our, our vaccine's ability to protect against primary or first occurrence of C. diff. So people who've already had C. diff in the past um, are not able to join the trial. Um, now, it may be that we um, have cases of C. diff in the trial, um, and to the extent that we can look at the impacts of our vaccine on C. diff, on recurrence of C. diff, on the severity of C. diff, we'll be able to get some information about, about that, about whether we have impacts on that from our vaccine, but, but people who've had C. diff in the past won't be able to join the trial at the, you know, at, and enroll directly. Okay. So would this vaccine be useful in treating those with recurrent C. diff infections? Um, we don't know. Um, as I mentioned, we, uh, we aren't studying it directly in, in those who've already been infected, um, and we're looking to prevent infection. But as I mentioned, we're anticipating we'll see people in the study who have C. diff. That's how we're measuring whether it works. And we know that also uh, once you have C. diff, um, it's quite likely that it may become recurrent between 10 and 30%. Uh, may have a recurrence, and so we anticipate that some of those people who have C. diff while they're participating in the trial may also have recurrence, and, and we'll be able to learn something about that um, through the trial. Um, and also, just to say that uh, you know, who are we bringing in? You know, these are individuals who are at risk for C. diff. They're encountering the health system frequently. Um, they're 50 years of age or older. Or they may be um, facing a major surgical procedure, for instance, um, that is going to put them in the hospital for an extended stay. But they're not individuals who have already been diagnosed with C. diff. Okay. And oh, they aren't taking any, um, like you're, there's no uh, site going to be tried right now to sign up to participate in the studies, correct? Um, we... We continue to uh, add sites through um, through the study. Like I mentioned, uh, we have new countries uh, coming on, uh, even in this year, and, and so um, that's an ongoing process uh, in a large study like this. It's um, it's organisationally a challenge to get all of those sites up and going, and so we it's an ongoing process to bring sites into the trial. Right, exactly. Well, Dr. DeBrain. I thank you so much. Would you like to make any closing comments at this time? Um, I'd like to just echo what my uh, colleague said and, and really applaud your efforts to make C. diff uh, more widely known. Um, we know that people who've had C. diff recognize the importance of the disease, but people who haven't confronted it don't know what a uh, uh, disruption and, and terrible impact C. diff can have on their lives, and, and we hope to be able to contribute to uh, finding an effective prevention solution um, for C. diff. So we thank you for your efforts to make it more widely known. Well, thank you very much. And, and we thank you and your colleagues for coming on the show today to um, to definitely explore and to explain what's going on and how the prevention for C. diff is, is in progress because everything that you do gives others hope. And I say that repetitively because 
when you are suffering suffering from and with a C. diff infection, you never think that anybody's doing anything out there. And we are promoting and raising C. diff awareness through the radio station, through broadcasts, through everything we do with our um, our volunteers. And we're worldwide also. So this is definitely, we're all working on it together. And we thank you so much. And Dr. DeBrain, thank you for your time. Um, we're going to return after this break with answers to the questions and share an update for next week's episode that you um, have asked about you're listening to seed of spores and more and we will be right back your life your health your network you're listening to voice america health and wellness Join us November 9th, 2015 for the Raising C. diff and Healthcare-Associated Infection Awareness Conference. This event will be chaired by Dr. Mark Wilcox, Professor of Medical Microbiology at the University of Leeds, UK, and hosted at the Doubletree Suites by Hilton Hotel in Boston, Cambridge. For more information about the event, call us toll-free at 1-844-4C-DIFF or register starting on April 1st through the website cdifffoundation.org forward slash upcoming events. Call 1-844-4C-DIFF, 1-844-367-2343. We look forward to meeting you on November 9th. To help support the C-Diff Foundation, please visit our website cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate or call toll-free 1-844-4-C-DIFF. That's 1-844-367-2343. Join us in our fight against C-Diff and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for C-Diff infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising C-Diff awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. Do you or does somebody you know face an ongoing battle with addiction? Our nation's drug problem is getting worse as we spend billions on the judicial system. It's time to fight the demand for drugs and not the supply. Listen for I Took the High Road with host Jacob Jansen, who has experienced both IV heroin addiction and recovery and is now here to both help and educate you with his story and engaging guests. There are great resources available for recovery, and there is hope. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again are Nancy Karala and Dr. Chandrabali Ghosh. Welcome back to C. diff, spores, and more. I'm your host, Nancy Karala, and we welcome our listeners joining us today. Uh, we are going to reintroduce Dr. Patricia Petribon, Associate Vice President, Research and Development for Sanofi Pasteur's C. diff vaccine program. Dr. Petribone, are you with us? Yes, I'm here, Nancy. 
Wonderful. Um, we had a question for you we didn't, weren't able to ask earlier, and that was, why have you chosen a focus to focus on a preventative vaccine rather than one that treats the C. diff infection? Uh, sure. Um, as we've all said, uh, and, and you've asked, the goal is to prevent the first infection from occurring. And this is really geared towards then stopping the cycle of the disease. Um, as I think you know and others uh, are aware that it's generally less costly to prevent an illness rather than to wait for someone to become sick and, and then treat it. Um, also, prevention affords the benefits to uh, individuals with regards to quality of life, overall health, and really to reduce the disease, the disease spread within the community and to others. You know, as, as each of us have shared, and I know your listeners probably are aware, the unfortunate truth is that with this disease, once you have a C. diff infection, um, um, you're more likely to have subsequent infections. So we believe that stopping the cycle before it starts and preventing it from ever happening is really the, the best direction to take and what will be what will help people uh, the greatest. Exactly. And we believe that too. Prevention is, is um, so important. And we appreciate your time, Dr. Petribon, for explaining that to our listeners. And do you have any other comments you'd like to add at this time? No. Uh, again, just as we've all said, we, we thank you for what you and the foundation do. And uh, um, uh, we look forward to continuing uh, to help however we can. Well, we appreciate it, and we look forward to hopefully seeing you November 9th in Boston, Massachusetts at our annual Raising C. diff Awareness Conference. It would be very nice to see you again. Yes, we, we, will, we have that on our calendar. <laughs> we, we do, too, and uh-huh. thank you so much for joining us today. And we're going to uh, have a little question and answer here from our listeners who were kind enough to email us last week. And I will um, answer one from Betsy. Betsy asks, do all doctors know how to treat a C. diff infection, or do I have to see a gastro doctor? Uh, Betsy, our uh, medical correspondent, Dr. Fred Zarr, has answered your question, and in response, all doctors should know how to treat an initial infection from C. diff because guidelines from the Infectious Disease Society of America are readily available. More severe cases, such as frequent diarrhea, severe abdominal pain, high fever, complicating other medical problems, or recurrent disease should be treated in consequence in concert with an infectious disease doctor, recurrent disease may also benefit from a gastroenterologist's ability to provide biotherapy such as fecal transplant. Uh, we also have a question from Chris. We have a loved one in the hospital with C. diff. How much risk are any of us who were in the hospital room? The bacteria mix spores that are found in the room of a patient with the infection. About one-third of the time, these spores can be found in various locations, which include the bed rail, windowsills, floor, and high-touch surface areas. Washing your hands before being in contact with your loved one and his and her environment help 
eliminate the spores off your hands. This must be done with soap and water for 20 to 30 seconds. Wool dispensers of the alcohol liquids uh, do not kill spores. And please wash your hands before exiting the patient's room. Uh, hand washing is still number one prevention. Hand hygiene is very important in any clinical um, setting. And we appreciate the questions coming in from our listeners. Please join us next week as our guests are Lee Jones, CEO of Rebiotics, and Glenn Taylor of the Tamont Clinic, who will be discussing the fecal microbiome transplant, microbiota restoration therapy, and recurrent C. diff infections. We thank you again for joining us this week, and we send get well wishes to everyone being treated for a C. diff infection and, excuse me, and other wellness-depleting illnesses. We dedicate this episode to the C. diff Foundation volunteers and to the C. diff survivors worldwide. Never lose hope. None of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. This is your host, Nancy Corrala, wishing everyone a good week. We thank the guests from Sanofi Pasteur, and we also wish everyone a happy St. Patrick's Day. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in this week for C. diff, spores, and more. Be sure to join your hosts, Nancy and Dr. Ghosh, again next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of our program on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. None of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. you're more likely to have subsequent infections. So we believe that stopping the cycle before it starts and preventing it from ever happening is really the, the best direction to take and what will, be, what will help people uh, the greatest. Exactly. And we believe that too. Prevention is, is um, so important. And we appreciate your time, Dr. Petribon, for explaining that to our listeners. And... Do you have any other comments you'd like to add at this time? No. Uh, again, just as we've all said, we, we thank you for what you and the foundation do, and uh, um, uh, we look forward to continuing uh, to help however we can. Well, we appreciate it, and we look forward to hopefully seeing you November 9th in Boston, Massachusetts at our annual Raising C. Diff Awareness Conference. It would be very nice to see you again. Yes, we, we, will, we have that on our calendar. <laughs> we, we do too and uh-huh. thank you so much for joining us today and we're going to uh, have a little question and answer here from our listeners who were kind enough to email us last week and I will um, answer one from Betsy Betsy asks do all doctors know how to treat a C. diff infection or do I have to see a gastro doctor uh, Betsy our uh, medical correspondent Dr. Fred Zarr has answered your question and in response all doctors should know how to treat an initial infection from C. diff because guidelines from the Infectious Disease Society of America are readily available. More severe cases such as frequent diarrhea, severe abdominal pain, high fever, complicating other medical problems or recurrent disease should be treated in con- con- 
in concert with an infectious disease doctor. Recurrent disease may also benefit from a gastroenterologist's ability to provide biotherapy such as fecal transplant. Uh, we also have a question from Chris. We have a loved one in the hospital with C. diff. How much risk are any of us who were in the hospital room? The bacteria mix spores that are found in the room of a patient with the infection. About one-third of the time, these spores can be found in various locations, which include the bed rail, windowsills, floor, and high-touch surface areas. Washing your hands before being in contact with your loved one and his and her environment help eliminate the spores off your hands. This must be done with soap and water for 20 to 30 seconds. Wool dispensers of the alcohol liquids uh, do not kill spores. And please wash your hands before exiting the patient's room. Uh, hand washing is still number one prevention. Hand hygiene is very important in any clinical um, setting. And we appreciate the questions coming in from our listeners. Please join us next week as our guests are Lee Jones, CEO of Rebiotics, and Glenn Taylor of the Tamont Clinic, who will be discussing the fecal microbiome transplant, microbiota restoration therapy, and recurrent C. diff infections. We thank you again for joining us this week, and we send get well wishes to everyone being treated for a C. diff infection and, excuse me, and other wellness-depleting illnesses. We dedicate this episode to the C. diff Foundation volunteers and to the C. diff survivors worldwide. Never lose hope. None of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. This is your host, Nancy Corrala, wishing everyone a good week. We thank the guests from Sanofi Pasteur, and we also wish everyone a happy St. Patrick's Day. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in this week for C. diff, spores, and more. Be sure to join your hosts, Nancy and Dr. Ghosh, again next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of our program on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. None of us could do this alone. All of us could do this together. 